Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. My name's Tim Doyle, and this is Project Sports. Enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Project Sports. What's going on, everyone? Um, a little bit of an announcement to make. We have Project Sports is no longer on Facebook and Instagram. So there's going to be an alternative way to be able to help the cause of Project Sports. If you could write a review or leave a five-star message or whatever you can do on podcasts for Apple Podcasts or Spotify, that would be a greatly appreciated. So if you're a fan of the show, please write a good review or a five-star or a one-star, whatever you want. I don't really care, whatever you do. Uh, Caleb is on the show again today. We're going to talk NFL. Caleb, welcome back to the show. How's it going, man? Man, it's going well. Um, the NFL season's finally here, so couldn't be better. Absolutely. And we talked before, you've got your, your summer shandy going. I got my my fall wine going. Nick Nick's probably going to be a little salty that you're drinking a summer shandy still. Dude, but I, you gotta, I'm you holding gotta on to the light. summer. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's holding on to the summer with all, with all his might. I like it. and uh, But, you know, towards the end of the summer, what does that mean, Caleb? It's NFL football season has finally kicked off, and the first game of the year was the Cowboys versus the Buccaneers. And what a great game to kick off the season. Not a lot of great defense, some defensive plays, but mainly it was a light-up show from Dak Prescott and Tom Brady. And some surprising things, I think, definitely happened in this game. So I, I guess the glaring question, I know Tom Brady will get to him towards the end of this conversation but for me what did you feel about Dak Prescott after watching this game how did you feel he got the contract he's coming back from an injury how do you feel going forward from here man I feel feel great about Dak he he came out and he balled out um you know just coming off that crazy injury where he like broke his ankle on national tv everyone saw it happen and nobody knew how he would come back but I think he he showed that he um he's back to his old self if not even better like Obviously, expecting after that performance, expecting like a pretty big year from Dak. I'm not sure about the Cowboys in general, but I think Dak is going to have a great season. Yeah, I think so too. I th really believe in the, the first. I mean, you get. I think everyone was nervous watching the game and, and seeing Dak just drop back into the pocket. You know, how was he going to buckle? Was anything? But honestly, um, after watching some of the plays too, a, a back, because there was a couple throws within the game that I felt like, oh, it looked like his arm was weak, but then I watched some of the plays back. There was a particular play to the end zone um, on the back shoulder of Amari Cooper, and he kind of threw it to, like, the two-yard line, and Amari Cooper was going away from him into the end zone. And I thought, oh, man, that looked bad. I don't know if that was his shoulder because he was also having some shoulder problems a couple weeks before, and he was trying to nurse that back to health along with his ankle. Um, right away, uh, I saw there was a lot of great structure in his ankle, and his maneuvering out of the pocket did not seem to phase him at all. Like, he looked really sound and never limped or never really wavered. I thought that was really good. But um, looking back at that pass, um, and there was, there was another one too, and I, I kind of came up with just really the assumption that it was probably just timing. I don't even think there was anything with the shoulder there. There was people making comments after the game or things that I – I read and they maybe alluded to something, you know, it didn't go well with his shoulder. But for me, I think it's just timing. He's coming back off an injury. Amari Cooper and him and Michael Gallup and his wide receiver core are probably just going to get into a groove. It's it's not like where you can be Brady in midseason form week one of the NFL season. I, I think that for him, I think Dak looked great. He threw for, 
you know, over 300 yards and, you know, threw for, what is it, three or four touchdowns. And I don't know. I just thought it was a good performance by him. I mean, did you agree? Yeah, for sure. I mean, he actually he threw for 400 yards. 400 I don't yards, know. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, he, yeah, yeah, three touchdowns. Yeah, I was looking, just looked up the stats now. And, yeah, he looked great. I mean, part of the reason is that um, Tampa Bay's defense just shut down Zeke. Like, Zeke Elliott couldn't get anything on the ground. So, they had to throw to keep up. And they showed that they can do that. You know, the, the receivers with uh, Amari Cooper and C.D. Lamb are going to be a force to be reckoned with, I think, this season. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think the Cowboys, like, like their Achilles heel is really going to be their defense. Like, I don't know if their defense is going to be able to keep them, um, you know, get them the, the amount of wins they need to make the playoffs and all that. But I think their offense is probably, you know, going to be a top 10, maybe even better offense in the league. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, what do you think of CeeDee Lamb's drops? Uh, he had nine drops last year, and he had three in this first game. And he, maybe it was just a little rough start, you know, Thursday night football, opening game, big moment for him. Um, do we do we dwell on this for him, or is this something that you think will go away? I mean, I'm hoping it goes away for his sake, obviously, but, you know, there was one where which led to an interception, I believe. The ball went right through his hands, yep. if I remember correctly. And, you know, that one is one that I'm sure he'll be thinking about for a while. And, you know, yeah, hopefully it's just, you know, game one jitters and all that and he can get over it because, you know, there's definitely high hopes for C.D. Lamb this year. So let's hope that this is just a one game thing. Absolutely. And Michael Gallup got hurt at the end of the game. Had a, he's not going to be playing next week for you know, a hamstring issue. Um, I, that, I mean, the offense and the wide receiver court is great. And Amari Cooper is probably one of the best route runners I've seen in a long time. So. This is, I think this offense is good to go. I mean, I guess the only other big question is Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, can he get things going? He only had 33 yards on 11 carries, uh, three yards average per carry. So, I mean, that's a glaring issue. Tony Pollard looked better than him, even though he didn't, like, get much. He had more receiving yards, and he was he looked involved in more of the game. But, I mean, pretty much they abandoned the run altogether because of how poorly Elliott and Pollard were throughout the game. Um Wait, you know, Zeke struggled last year. Do we do we see this continuing, Caleb, or is this gonna go away as well? Yeah, that's honestly that's the that was the big question coming into the season. It's like on the fantasy football side of things was will Zeke still be that top tier uh, running back that we're used to? And I don't know. I feel like this game is a hard one to judge by because they were going up against Tampa Bay's front seven, which is one of the best in, in the whole league, and they brought back all their starters from last year um, on the defensive side and offensive side. So, I don't know. I just feel like I did not have high expectations for Zeke in this game to begin with because of the Tampa Bay defense. So, I don't know. I feel like like uh, like back to fantasy football, he's kind of like a, a trade target for me where people are kind of down on him after one game. You may be able to go in and steal him for on the cheap. Already working fantasy, uh, and I love it. This <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I, I wouldn't count this game so much against him as something that's going to be like what we're going to see going forward. Um, there is a chance, though, that he may be just getting to that point where he's just not the same Ezekiel Elliott that we're used to. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I, I, I have hopes that he's he's still going to get back to some level of what he used to be. Um, and that's definitely on my mind for for week one trades, it would be Zeke. He's definitely a target of mine because people are probably like, oh, he's washed up and he sucks. So might as well try to get him on a cheap to see if he can turn it around. Yeah, for sure. 
Um, I agree too. I think Ezekiel is definitely a trade target for maybe a down point to maybe get some good value. Definitely don't overpay for him, but at the same time, if someone's feeling down on him, maybe you can sneak in a good trade for him, and then maybe he's got some upside. But like you said, we could see the same old, same old because it's been it's been a while since we've seen Zeke actually produce something of relevance for fantasy football, and it's kind of a place where if I was in a draft and I didn't have I wasn't in a keeper league, I would probably stay away from him until I got that trade um, where I could get good value back for him or send him for good value. So uh, that, that's a great point, Caleb. Excellent, excellent diving in on that. And then I guess we'll go to the other side. Uh, I don't know I don't know where to begin on this side because for me, I'll, I'll just ask you, what was more impressive? Because, I mean, all three of these players I'm about to throw at you, I, I feel like I was kind of in shock. I mean, okay, so we got Tom Brady, you know, going into – another season here and playing lights out game one like he was mid-season form which one is most surprising to you because then there was also Antonio Brown coming back from the grave looking great yesterday with 121 yards at a touchdown five receptions and then Rob Gronkowski too having two touchdowns looking like the old Gronk and last year he looked like a shell of himself and he was you know looked like more of a blocking tight end and he doesn't really go out for passes and then yesterday he had players draped all over him Sorry, Thursday Night Football, draped all over him, and he was still making plays. So out of those three players, which one was the most surprising to you? Man, I guess I guess starting from the top, I'm never surprised that Brady comes out and just is Tom Brady. Like, he, it's crazy. Like, how much longer can he do this for? I know. So I was not, I was not surprised by Brady. Like, I kind of expect him to be great at all times. So Brady's out, I'll, so is it A.B. or Gronkowski? Yeah, the other the other person um, that I'm also not surprised would be Antonio Brown because, I mean, he had like a full off season and, I mean, Antonio Brown is one of the greatest receivers ever. I think so. Not not even with uh, like all the stuff he's been through and teams he's gone uh, to. I mean, it's, it's still impressive that he's pretty yeah, much come back yeah. from the grave. I guess. I mean, he pretty much dismantled his his uh, existence in the Steelers realm and then went to the Patriots and then got fired from there. Pretty much. I know he was released, but. And then now yeah. the Buccaneers, and he wasn't—he wasn't the main focal point. But it seems like last no, night he—he kind of even took. I kept saying like, uh, "What's that?" The Scotty Miller, who was part of the offense, barely played last night because Antonio Brown was playing so good. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, he joined the Bucks like mid-season last year, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like a beginning of the the year type of thing. So now where he had like a full off season and. And all that, I'm not that surprised. I was definitely, I guess, the most surprised by Gronk because, yeah, to me, like, seeing Gronk last year, he kind of just looked washed, and he's more of, like, a utility guy. Put him in in the red zone, try to get, like, you know, a touchdown here and there, but he was just, like, that's a beast. Tom Brady and Gronk that, were, that we were all used to seeing yeah. on the Patriots. So, yeah, I guess, I don't know, if I turn it back to you, I wanted to ask you, how does it feel, you know, as a, as a Pats fan, your whole life just watching that game and seeing Tom Brady... And Gronk, just shredding, I shredding, guess. I guess <laughs> How does yeah. it feel for you guys? <laughs> so to kind of answer back the other question that I asked to you, uh, Rob Gronkowski is definitely mine too. I was trying to play devil's advocate for the other two just to see what you thought, and I'm on the same thing. But, yeah, so to answer your question, it's definitely strange. I don't know. Like, I'm happy, yet I'm sad. I'm not angry. It's just like I just think to myself they could still be doing that for my team and not be doing it for the Buccaneers. And it's 
But then again, I'm I'm still happy with the trajectory that we're going on in the Patriots rebuilding because whatever I'm always a big advocate. Whatever happened, happened, and you got to move on. But at the same time, I'm still happy to see Tom Brady's greatness and watch him play. So I can. It's kind of like the you know when Kobe passed away, and you kind of just like look back and be like, I wish I could see you know Kobe play again, or I could, I wish I could see Shaq. And you know, obviously, I, I can't stand the Lakers, but at the same time, it's like I wish I could see. I wish I could watch Allen Iverson play again. So I, if I sit in this moment and I'm like, and I don't enjoy Brady and Gronkowski, I hope this is a good picture. If I don't sit here and enjoy it, I will regret it later. You know, we, we don't have much time left, you know, with Brady <laughs> and Gronk, because I feel like even if he does play well this season, like every day that goes on, he's getting older and older. He's going he's gonna to break down eventually and probably sooner rather than later. So, so it's like a, it's like it's like wishing wishing the best for your ex. Yeah, is that what much, it is? Pretty much. I just want to see him <laughs> grow and get better and enjoy their life. Yeah, kind of like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that for sure. I mean, I, I, and then the game in general, I guess we can kind of tackle the game. I mean, what a wild game, 31-29. And, you know, going into the fourth quarter, it kind of got close again, and it was like, whoa, here we go. And the game ends at, you know, the Dallas kicking a field goal to take the lead and then what was it 40 some odd seconds 50 odd some odd seconds and they left in the game and Brady got the ball and and I I texted a friend and just said hey uh, have I seen this before you know uh, we already know who's gonna win he's gonna go down there and you know just relying on the kicker really comes down to him so they got the job done and they made some great plays that we could always see Gronk going out of bounds uh they threw it to Godwin made a nice play uh towards the end of the, the game and just a, just an execution of Tom Brady offense that I've seen a thousand times of him going down the field at the end of a game. I, and it's a beauty to watch. It's almost just like, well, I'm just going to kick back, relax, and enjoy a, a good one. And, uh, yeah, he delivered again. And usually when someone – usually when the team doesn't deliver, it's not because of Brady. It's usually someone drops a pass or makes an error. So it was, it was awesome. It was awesome to see. And it was, I think it was a great way to kick off the season, don't you think? I mean, what better way than that kind of a game on the first game of the year? I think especially with COVID and, you know, continuing to go into this mode of, and then you see all the fans back this year in full swing. It's kind of nice to have a game like this. So close, so good. So many stars with the Cowboys and Buccaneers. Just super impressed. Yeah. Have, I, any, have any I, final, I, final thoughts on the Bucks cowboys No, I, I agree completely. That was like the perfect game to start off the year with. It was It had everything you could have asked for in it. So, yeah, I totally agree. For sure. All right. So I guess Caleb and I are just going to break down week one. We're going to take it into, you know, the games that are going to happen tomorrow on Sunday and Seahawks and Colts. That's the first matchup we got here. Caleb, we're just going to do this week. We're going to do some win or loss. I mean, that's pretty much it. So we got the Seahawks versus the Colts. Who do we got going into this game? Who's your pick? I'm going to go Seahawks on this one. I think, you know, Russell Wilson... And the company's still there, still doing their thing. And the Colts kind of got they got a new quarterback. So I think they're trying to figure out how that's going to work out with um, Carson, Carson Wentz. So, and, you know, he kind of was trash last year at Philly. So we'll see if he still has it or if he was able to um, figure things out with the Colts. But I definitely think Seahawks can come in on the road and take the win. Yeah, for sure. I think if this game was later in the year, maybe we'd have a different pick. But, yeah, Seahawks, more experience. You know, coach been there a long time. Russell Wilson's been at the helm for a long time, and the Colts are readjusting, finding themselves. I think they're going to be a good team down the road as long as Carson Wentz is healthy. Uh, I'm going to go Seahawks as well. 
uh, Jaguars and Texans. Who you got for you here? We got Trevor Lawrence, oh. baby, and Tyrod Taylor. Who do we got? Man. <laughs> <laughs> Worst game of the week Worst by far, I guess. Right. But um, I, I guess I'll go Jaguars on this Jaguars. one. I don't know. He's got Trevor yeah. Lawrence getting his first W week one, baby. You heard it here first of Project Sports. The yeah, I think, I think the Texans are slated to be the worst team in the league this year. So, Okay. I think um, the Jaguars. I'm going to go with you, too, just based on the running back play, uh, Trevor Lawrence. And, you know, I don't think, like you said, it's probably the worst matchup of the week. There's a lot of turmoil going on in the Texans, and I think it's really going to show it throughout the season. So, um, Jaguars with you. I'm trying to disagree with you, but we're on the same part here. All right. <laughs> okay. uh, Eagles and Falcons. Here we go. What do we got for the birds? Hmm. This is another tough one. Um, I think it will be a close game, but I'll go Falcons on this one just because they're home, I guess. There's, there's not too much reason. I think they're pretty evenly matched, and probably two teams that are going to be out of the playoffs this year, I would think. Um, but, yeah, I'll go Falcons. All right, Falcons losing Julio Jones this year, going into game against Jalen Hurts, the young QB versus the old veteran of Matt Ryan. Um, yeah, unfortunately, I'm going to stick with you. I'm going to stick with that safe pick. Matt Ryan's going to get the job done. Eagles are, I think that they're also still trying to find themselves. I think they are going to be a good team um, this year. They're going to be com- very competitive within their division, but I'm going to go Falcons as well this week. Game, the spot's going to be too big for them. Uh, Chargers versus Washington football team. I am excited for this game, only to watch Justin Herbert play. But what's going on? What's going on through your head at this game? What do you got? Yeah, this definitely excited for this one. It should be a good one. And I got Washington on this one. I think they're coming in with a top three defense mm-hmm. on the on Washington, mm-hmm. and now they got a real quarterback coming in with um, Ryan Fitzpatrick, which I love Ryan Fitzpatrick. People hate on him, but I think he's like given the right situation, he can be a really good quarterback. So I got I got high hopes for Washington this year. I think they're gonna win their division, and yeah, take the game, take the win at home, week one. Yeah, I need to see the Chargers defense more and uh, actually produce, like you said, the Washington defense uh, before I pick the Chargers because I do love Justin Herbert going here in the future. I am gonna take Washington in this game too. Again, I really want to pick against you, but I I, <laughs> I I gotta go with my gut here. Defense, close game, and I think Washington pulls it out as well. Oh, this game here. Here we go. Steelers versus Bills. This is a really, really good matchup, too. Um, who do you got on this one? Yeah, definitely a great game over here. Um, I'm going Buffalo on this one. I think Buffalo are Super Bowl contenders this year, for sure. Yeah, I think they're going to win the division. Um, not the Patriots, sorry. Okay. But uh, I think the Bills are the best team in the division there. And Josh Allen is probably, you know, set up for an MVP-type season. And, yeah, look. I just think the Bills are going to be a little bit better in week one and take the win. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm with you on this one, too. Bills, Bills <laughs> Come 100%. On, man. I know I'm trying to go against you here, but these matchups are just falling into place for the, exactly how we're, we're all on the same uh, frame. I want to pick against you, but not yet. It's not. we got a lot of games to go, so it's okay. I'm sure I'm going to disagree with all you right. soon. But, uh, yeah, I'm going Bills, too. The well-oiled team, their defense is good, offense is good. Uh, I think they got a really good product from top down, from the owner all the way. And I don't know. It just seems like the Steelers are, are running out of time. The wide receivers don't seem to be as scary anymore. The defense, uh, T.J. Watt just got that new contract, that new, new nice contract. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, it's going to be a close one, though. I don't think it's going to be an easy win for the Bills. It's going to be a good game. I actually really right. love that this matchup is week one. It's great. 
Uh, 49ers and Lions. We got. I got the Niners destroying the Lions, I guess. Yeah, let's just gloss over this one real quick because I'm not going to pick the Lions either. Trading Matthew Stafford out for Jared Goff. I mean, come on. Yeah, not, not much to say. I think not the Niners take this one easily. And I think this game's going to help Jimmy G. I think it's going to help him a lot, show, showcase him. If he plays well and stays consistent, it's only going to play to his favor as far as keeping the position for this year. You know, Trey Lance is going to be breathing down his neck all year. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to pick the 49ers too. Minnesota Vikings versus the Bengals. Got Kirk Cousins versus uh, Joe Burrow here. Who do we got? I'm taking the Vikings on this one. I just think, you know, uh, Joe Burrow coming back, he barely played in the preseason, so we don't really know what we're going to see with Joe Burrow because he, he uh, you know, he's coming from coming back from a torn ACL, I believe, and so we'll have to see how he plays coming out. But I think the Vikings, they revamped their defense from what I heard, and, you know, they have one of the top offenses, so... Yeah, I'll take Dalvin Cook, Kirk Cousins, and the Vikings to win it. Cool. I guess this is going to be my push game. Um, yeah, the Vikings, I don't know for me. I- unless I see that defense prove itself, I'm not I'm not going to be on board. They do have a great offense. I'm, I'm there with you. I think it's going to be another good game, but I- I'm for Joe Burrow. I think he can get the job done here. I'm going to pick the Bengals, so we'll see. We'll run this I back know. next week. I-, I got one on you. So There we go. <laughs> I-, I believe in Joe Burrow. I've seen enough from him. He's a great quarterback. We'll see how things improve. They got another wide receiver in the draft. We'll see how things play out. I think that they can do it week one. I think they need to win week one more than the Vikings do. I really think they need to show themselves, especially within their division. It's so tight. And, you know, you get the Ravens, the Steelers, and the Browns. I think they need to, to come out and make sure they win this game. So there's a lot on Burrow's shoulders, and I think he can handle it. So I'm going to pick the Bengals here. All right. Next up, we got the Jets and the Panthers. Ah, here we go. We got the new rookie coming in. Who do we got here? I'm going with the Panthers. I think it's the the whole revenge game with uh, Sam Darnold playing against the Jets. Um, yeah, I just think you know the Jets, like the Jets. They have Zach Wilson and the rookie. I think it'll take him take him some time to kind of get you know used to the NFL speed playing against um, you know the best players in the world here. So I just feel like Sam Darnold will get it done with the Panthers and Christian McCaffrey's back as well. So. Yeah, yeah should be a, should be a good game. It's kind of a sneaky good game. I feel like sneaky, this one. A sneaky good game. I agree with this one, especially with you know Chris McCaffrey being involved, but also just the quarterback storyline of uh, Sam Darnold getting traded to the Panthers, and I don't, and you know moving on to Zach Wilson with their their uh, their QB, and I don't think Dan, Sam Darnold really was given you know much of a team there. So I think he's got what it takes in in Carolina, and he should definitely pull out the win too. I'm going to take the Panthers as well. Um, here we go. Please stay completely unbiased, my friend. It is the Cardinals versus the Titans. Who you got in this game? Yeah, def- I definitely got the Titans on this one. Um, uh. Not being biased, I just think the Cardinals are, you know, kind of an average, maybe a little bit above average team. And the Titans obviously improved with Julio Jones coming in. And from everything I've heard, they put a lot of a lot of effort and resources into their defense, which is their biggest you know, whole of last year. So hopefully that's what I'm going to be looking for in this game. Like, has their defense improved at all? Because they're going to be going up against a pretty high-powered offense in the Cardinals themselves. So, yeah, we'll take, I'll take the Titans and looking for this to be a probably a high-scoring game. Yeah, I would agree, too. We got DeAndre Hopkins on one side, Julio Jones on the other, and A.J. Brown. So this is going to be a really great, great game. And I agree. Uh, I don't know. I don't 
I think I'm going to go Cardinals on this one. I think they can pull it out. But let's see what your Titans defense can do. Hopefully you can prove me wrong. So we got two games against each other right now. We have the Vikings and Bengals game and the Cardinals and Titans. I'll pick Cardinals and I'll pick Bengals. We'll see how it goes next week. All right. So next game we got is the Browns versus the Chiefs. I am so excited for this game. It's on the same time as the Patriots game, but I don't care. I'm probably going to be flipping, checking in on it. I love the Browns this year, and I'm super excited to see them playing against the Chiefs. What's your thoughts on this one? Yeah, for sure. Browns got so much hype coming into the season, but I'm definitely taking the Chiefs. I don't think Patrick Mahomes and company are going to come in and you know lay an egg on the on week one. And you know the Browns, they're they're supposed to be uh, at least playoff playoff contenders this year for sure. But um, yeah, I just feel like the Chiefs are they're probably the favorites to make the Super Bowl in the AFC. So I think they'll come out and win. Win week one. Uh, win week one for sure. All right, so uh, I'm going to pick the Chiefs as well. Uh, Browns, I hope you prove me wrong. Like 100% you come out and beat the Chiefs. Um, let this motivate you. I think that you guys are a really good team, but today I'm, I'm also going to be with Caleb and pick the Chiefs. I don't think that they're going to lay an egg week one, and Patrick Mahomes is probably biting at the bit to you know, go on a revenge tour from losing the Super Bowl last year and get back at it because there's nothing that makes players who are great players, and we see that in Patrick Mahomes that makes them angrier and ready for the season. He looks, he looks ready, and that team is is ready to go and i feel like the chiefs are probably going to win this one but prove me wrong browns prove me wrong all right dolphins versus patriots i won't say anymore who you got <laughs> yeah i'm looking this is going to be another like sneaky good game i think because you got tua going up against mac jones um both former alabama quarterbacks i think they were teammates at, at one point if i'm not mistaken um and great defenses so i think this is going to be more of a low scoring low-scoring game, and I'll give the edge to Belichick and the Patriots, but I think it's going to be a close game. I think, you know, a lot of people are picking the Patriots to win this one pretty easily from what I've been hearing, but I don't think it's going to be as easy as they as you all think. I think um, the Dolphins will put up a fight, but I'll take the Patriots to, to get the win. Uh, don't put me in all that, you all. I think this game is going to be a very close game as well. Um, to uh, Mac Jones, there's a bunch of unknowns. I'm very optimistic about Mac Jones, but, um, yeah, no, I'm with you 100%. I think our defense is really good, and that's kind of like where I'm leaning towards picking the Patriots as well. But And that we're also at home for this game. So I'm going to pick the Patriots for those reasons as well. I don't really have – I don't want to say too much because I don't want to sound like a homer. I'm just going to pick the Patriots, but it's going to be a very close game. And I think it should be, like you said, a little bit of a dark horse for uh, a sneaky good game. I like, I like your uh, little tagline there. It's great. <laughs> um, so next up we got Broncos and Giants. This is a, this is a strange game. Who do, you got, who do you got here? Yeah, it's kind of a weird game. Um, I'm, ta- I'm taking Denver for sure on this one. I just – I don't know. I just – I can't trust – uh, Daniel Jones and the Giants right now. They're just, I don't know, there's something about Daniel Jones that I just can't trust. I think he just turns the ball over way too much, and the Giants are kind of just, I don't know, they've been trash for like the past, I don't know, five seasons or whatever. So I think the Broncos are going to come out and get the win. Yeah, their defense is supposed to be really good. I'm looking for, um, you know, Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton on the Broncos to to light it up but we'll see but yeah taking denver yeah i'm with you on this too i feel extremely uneasy with taking the giants especially with daniel jones and i would have to have him prove to me multiple times he doesn't want to turn the ball over in games and have a good streak other than that i'm going to pick the broncos too 
uh, I think that they're going to pull that game out and win. I think it's a really cool matchup that they're going to play against each other this first week. We'll see how it goes because they're kind of two teams where, you know, we don't really have high expectations for either one, but the Broncos definitely edge as far as being the better team of the two. So we'll see how that goes. Um, Packers and Saints. This is a, a you know, fireworks show on the first game of the week. I mean, uh, Packers versus Saints is good. Jameis Winston playing for the Saints, obviously, and the Packers there and Rodgers coming back. I think who, who do you got on this one? I'll save mine. Well, who do you got on this one? Yeah, I, I definitely got the Packers. Like, I don't think it's going to be that that close. Just because, again, it's kind of the same story with Daniel Jones and James Winston. They just turn the ball over so much and can't really trust him, I guess. And I just I just feel like Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is going to come in with kind of like a chip on his shoulder based on everything that went down this offseason. And I'm definitely looking for the Packers to have a great season and be one of those um, Super Bowl contenders in the NFC. So yeah, looking for them to get the win. And the game also is not even being played in New Orleans because of the the hurricane. Mon, uh, the, yeah, Hurricane Ida, I guess, has the um, the stadium shut down for yeah. It's gonna be played the next Florida. couple of games. So yeah, right. It's played in Florida, so they don't have like that home home field advantage either. So yeah, I'll take the Packers to win it pretty easily. I think. Taking the Packers down to Florida, where the Saints are going to be playing. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I feel I I feel like the Saints might play inspired the first game, and they may. I, I'm going to pick the Packers to win here too, but I feel like it's going to be competitive probably more than we think, just because of what has previously happened with with Ida taking their city. Maybe they'll play with some, you know, a little bit of extra pep in their step and pride for uh, you know playing for that city, so people can hold on to something and maybe watch it while they're dealing with this devastation. I mean, we saw it with Katrina almost 16 years ago. That was the year they won the Super Bowl. So, I mean, maybe that is something down the road. Maybe not week one they'll win right off the bat, but maybe they'll, you know, show some show some difference and change. But obviously we know who's at the helm at quarterback, and he's someone you kind of can't trust. So Aaron Rodgers all the way. I'm picking the Packers for sure. Um, Bears and Rams. Here we go. Tomorrow night, Sunday night football. I thought this was great that they put this game on Sunday night football for week one. What do you got here? Bears and Rams. Yeah, for sure. I, I got the Rams on this one taking it. I think the Rams are another Super Bowl contender in the NFC for sure. They probably have one of those top three defenses coming in and with Aaron Donald and, and company. And I don't know, the Bears, they got Andy Dalton now as their quarterback. And uh, I just, I don't know, I think, I feel like they're leaving, they're, they're, the Bears are just giving um, Andy Dalton a shot at the Rams to get destroyed just so they can put in Justin Fields <laughs> week two. So yeah, yeah I think, that, yeah, I think the my, Rams, it's one of my thoughts too. Yeah. I think they're like, let's, uh, let's let Andy Dalton take the Rams and just get destroyed. So we have a great reason just to bench him and put in Justin Fields. Not only that, so. I'm going to take it one step further. Andy Dalton maybe gets fried up in the first game because, uh, and maybe by halftime, maybe by the third quarter, we get some Justin Fields. I think they put this game on Sunday Night Football just for that reason, so we can see Justin Fields come right in and play. <laughs> I'm excited for it, but I also do have to say I'm going to take the Rams as well. That's because I've talked about Aaron Donald probably the most I ever have since this offseason, and I was comparing him to Khalil Mack. I don't know if you have a difference of opinion on this, but for me, Aaron Donald is one of the most, one of the best defensive players I've ever seen in my life, and. He, and it's not just because of his pure talent and skill, it's how he incorporates his teammates with him on a uh, weekly basis and, and lifts that entire Rams defense up. Khalil Mack gets his own, okay, on the Bears' side of the, on the ball. He does. He's, an, he's a freak athlete. He's amazing. But for me, Aaron Donald is the solid rock. I know this is a strong take, but for me, Aaron Donald is an absolute beast, and he's probably 
you know, one of the top players in the league right now, and if not, like, one of the best defensive players I've seen in the last 10 years. So I'm very high on, on Aaron Donald. I don't know about you. I don't know if you have any extra thoughts on that, but you agree, disagree, but. Oh, oh yeah, definitely agree. Aaron Donald is the best defensive player that I've, like, yeah, in the past 10 years for sure, I think so. And, yeah, I, I put him over Khalil Mack as well, but that's that's true. I, I totally forgot Khalil Mack was on the Bears, honestly, but. Yeah. That should be a good matchup to see. It should be. Uh, I'm, I'm excited. How they perform. I'm excited. I'm excited for his that season. I'm just real high on him, and and uh, I don't I'm, I don't particularly like the LA Rams. I just like seeing greatness, and I think he's a really good, great player, and I love the way he plays the game. So, um, next and last but not least, Monday Night Football, we've got the Ravens and Raiders, and you know, they're starting running back. The Ravens just can't seem to keep one on the field. They keep getting injured and. Days before the season opens, another torn ACL. How do we see this game going in Monday Night Football? What do you got, Ravens or Raiders? Yeah, this one's man. I just feel so bad for the Ravens. Although, like what the Ravens are one of those teams that I hate, but I just you know I don't want to see players tear their ACLs. And I may or may not have have had Gus Edwards in my fantasy football team, but besides that, <laughs> um, it's just yeah I don't know it's just awful to see right before the season even starts. Um, you know, you want to see this guy finally got his opportunity to be the starter, and then he tears his ACL. So I guess they're going to have that next man up mentality, but I think Lamar Jackson is going to go crazy in this game because he kind of has to. There's no one else back there to run the ball. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm actually going to take the upset and take the Raiders here. He's going to take the Raiders. I think, yeah, this is I think this is the first upset I've taken this whole this in week one, the whole week thing. One, yeah. So... It must be at least one. So, yeah, I think the Raiders are just going to sneak one out and get the win at home. Okay. Uh, I guess we're going to be our number three difference. I'm going to take the Ravens here. I think Lamar Jackson can get it done. He'll, Like you said, he'll have a good game. And I, I, I'm, not, I'm never going to pick the Raiders until they prove otherwise. I know sometimes, <laughs> they, sometimes they play super well. Sometimes they don't. And I never know which Raiders team I'm going to get. But, you know, it is at home first, first week of the season. Maybe they'll get the win, but I'm going to take the Ravens on this one. So that pretty much concludes – Week one of the NFL. Great job, Caleb. I like the picks. It's uh, we'll check back on on these and you know see those three differences, the three teams that we picked that were different. Uh, I think it's going to be a great day tomorrow. I am so pumped for week one of the NFL. What about you? Yeah, can't wait. I'll have red zone on all day. <laughs> <laughs> red zone, checking our multiple fantasy football teams and different types of games that we played this year. I am excited to keep tabs on everything. I think a lot of other people too uh, are as well. And, yeah, I mean, I guess we can transition a little bit into the World Cup qualifiers. You know, if you don't like soccer, you can just stop the podcast now, whatever, you know. But you should totally get into soccer. We're into international World Cup qualifiers. We're actually getting back to club soccer now. And there's been pretty much a little bit of a debacle back and forth with uh, Brazil and the EPL. And there was a particular game that some of us were watching, Argentina versus Brazil. So for the fans, Caleb, can you break down kind of what happened uh, during this Brazil versus Argentina game and maybe say a little bit on this. Yeah, I did a little bit of um, digging on it just because I was interested to see what exactly went down. But what happened was Brazil-Argentina played, um, you know, the second the second round of this international break for World Cup qualifiers. And I think it was like five minutes into the game, they stopped the game. They just they stopped the game because Brazilian health officials um, on the government side, not the national team, came in and said that there were players on Argentina that didn't follow quarantine rules and therefore were not allowed to be, you know, like 
in the country, basically. They wanted to go in and deport these players back to Argentina or back to wherever. So what what happened was they just they just stopped the game at that point. They just got so, postponed or canceled. Question. Why did they... Yeah. Why did they not square this away before the game started? Ex- exactly, exactly. That's the thing that everybody was pissed about. Brazil national team, Argentina national team, they were all like really pissed about that. And yeah, I don't know. I don't have the answer to that. And that's what I'm wondering too. Like, why wait till the game starts? Um, not sure. Not really sure why they did they that. Were but let in the country. Yeah. Well, I guess what happened was the the Argentinian players lied on their like questionnaire or whatever they had to fill out they lied on them so that's what once they i guess once that was figured out they were the brazilian health officials were like pissed about it i guess and went in and said you know like you guys can't be here and they were they were trying to deport these players they were trying to like get them on a plane and out of the country um so you know instead of that happening the argentina players just like walked off the field and said you know you guys are not taking our players like that's that's ridiculous so they just canceled the game is there any part of you that thinks because of what happened in england with the premier league not wanting to send players or being banned from going to international world cup qualifiers this is kind of firing back their way of saying you can't do stuff like this like making this big dramatic scene in front of the world you that was my initial any connection to this that was my initial thought but after reading about it i don't think that's the case because mm. i think that if that's the case that would have came from like the brazil national team would have done that because they're really the ones that were hurt by the EPL not sent, not allowing their players to go there. Just to play devil's advocate here, what if they just used the Brazilian government? Yeah, to cover totally. For yeah, for sure. Being involved. They one hundred percent. They could have done that, but I, I mean, I don't know. We'll, we'll I just, know. just, yeah. just, yeah. From what I read, you know, like the Brazil national team was pissed that that at the Brazil, the Brazilian government themselves. Like, why did you guys wait till the game started? You could have canceled it before. So we did talk a little bit. Who was it that tried to? From was it? the Brazilian national team that tried to get make sure that their players didn't play for the club in e- when the EPL, so like Fabinho and Fernandinho and all them, they couldn't play for the five days or something. What was that uh, that article that came out about that? Is, is that yeah, is that, so... Is that, who was that from? So there's there's this thing where um, if the... If your club team doesn't release the player to play for the for the national team... Then the national team can ask FIFA to kind of to like ban that player from playing for their club team for five days, and I'm not sure if Brazil followed through with that. I guess they threatened with they threatened to do that, but um, this is I'm just what, trying to think. I don't think extra fishy for me. This is yeah, what I, I was like, hmm. but <laughs> I, they didn't like from what I saw. I don't know. I didn't read into it to see if they actually followed through with it. But like, for example, Ederson for Man City played today, yeah. and he was one of the players that. Were not was not allowed to travel to Brazil to play for the World Cup qualifiers, so I don't think they went through and you know like pushed back on the on the clubs and banned their players for for the five days or whatever. So so yeah, I th- that's what that makes me think that you know like it wasn't Brazil trying to you know what, trying to come in and you know fire back. You know what my biggest takeaway from this is, Caleb. No matter if we're fifteen or thirty-two years old, FIFA is always corrupt. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, I mean, my my biggest takeaway is that like COVID is still here. Like yeah, that too. Like it, it feels like in the U.S. Just I mean, for me personally, I don't want to talk for everyone, but that like things have been getting a lot better from last year. But in other countries, like especially in South America, things are still like pretty crazy, and there's still no fans. For example, 
and there's like a bunch of restrictions and all that. So, yeah, like as far as the national stage goes, COVID is still unfortunately still here and still having like a crazy effect on the sports world. So is this from like personal experience with your family down in Brazil or is this from just reading articles as well? Uh, not, yeah, not really a little bit of both, I guess. Like definitely a lot of my, a lot of my family members in Brazil, like had some of them had COVID and all that, but thankfully all of them were good. But just like you can see, like my, like my dad comes over every week and he watches the Brazil, um, domestic league and there's no fans still. There's absolutely empty, nothing. Wow. When you watch like the EPL or any other games in Europe, packed. you see the f- packed. Yeah, everything's like kind of seems like things are getting back to normal, but yeah, in South America and specifically in Brazil, it's not at all. So like everything's still pretty much shut down and and whatnot. So it's, it's just that those kind of things that like open up my eyes and see like yeah, things are still COVID is still around and still having an effect. Yeah, for sure. I, I, and uh, I guess we can kind of transition to maybe the, uh, just a little bit of the CONCACAFA qualifiers for uh, uh, Central and North America. Uh, we talk about the USA a little bit. Um, first game in El Salvador, I, I was messaging you. I just that stadium was crazy. Those fans were going wild. And the USA, they, they, they drew 0-0 against that team, which I really felt like they could have beat, but I felt like I was watching a high school game. You watched that game, too, and we were talking about it, and it felt like they were playing on a sponge. Like, the field was messed up, the players are going crazy. Unbelievable matchup, and I feel like the home field advantage really did it for El Salvador, pulling that out. But uh, then we kind of moved into the next game in Canada. They tied 1-1. I really wanted them to beat Canada. I really don't think they should be losing to them either. I know they're still like a top three team, but I just I feel like what we saw from over the summer is not translating to what we're seeing here right now. But then going into the Honduras game, which they won 4-1, to we finally saw some signs of life from the USA team. Um, are, is this concern? Like, do we have concerns now going forward, or you feel like we're the USA is going to be okay? Like, we feel like they just got some rust. They played a lot of games this summer. Maybe some players coming in and out was confusing because they played essentially two different cups, uh, four cups with two different rosters, pretty much. And maybe just coming back from that, they're just trying to settle in. And I mean, t- technically, they got two ties and a win, so it's not that bad. And they're sitting in the third spot, which they are qualifying right now. But we got a long way to go. Should we be concerned about the USA team, or are they completely fine? Honestly, I'm I'm not concerned about them like qualifying for the World Cup in Concacaf. I feel like Concacaf is one of the weakest. Uh, what do you call it? Con- uh, federations? I guess. Absolutely. Um, so they, they definitely should make it. I mean, having said that, they obviously did not make it. In 2018, they were they didn't even make the World Cup, which was like a crazy, crazy disappointment, I think. But um, no, I I think I mean the El Salvador result is what it is. I think the the tie is not the end of the world, especially because like you said, the the game and like the field and the fans was crazy. I think I don't know if people underestimate the home field advantage sometimes, and I think that played a huge part in that game. Definitely disappointing against Canada, but then they came out and. You know, and turn it around against Honduras, also, also on the road, I believe. So, yeah, I don't, I'm not concerned about it. I think they should easily qualify, honestly, and I'll be surprised if they don't. I think so too. I think especially with playing the away games like that and being able to play in this, probably the next couple of games will be at home. Uh, they'll probably fare much better. Um, I'm not too concerned. I know there's some people who are laughing at them for you know tying against Canada and El Salvador, but for me, yeah, I'm the same. 
I don't think it will be that much of an issue, and they should be able to move forward. I don't know. I feel like it's it should be completely fine. Um, all right. I guess, I mean, that kind of wraps up what we're talking about here. I don't know. I mean, if there's any fantasy football topics you want to get into, we can. But, I mean, it's kind of just like up to tomorrow. I mean, everyone should have their fantasy football drafts up. You know, they should have their teams ready to go. Do you have any, like, inside information? Maybe who's going to have a strong season this year? Maybe a favorite player in fantasy football you want to go over? Nah, I got nothing right now. All I got is all I got is uh, watch watch week one and enjoy. Watch week one and enjoy. He doesn't want to give away secrets, but I think after we get a feel for week one in the season, we'll be able to give a little bit more insight. I always think it's it's nice to see some games before we start to get. I know a lot of people want to predict, 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 but there's so many resources out there for you to go and do that. Um, if you're a fan listening to the show and you want to be able to be prepared, there's so many different places you can get that information. And, you know, your draft really dictates how your season goes and then how well you adjust on the fly. Same old, same old. Watch the waiver wire. Do not count your season out if your main player goes down. I'm sorry, it's not an excuse. You pick up someone from the waiver wire wire and move on. You can still make the playoffs and you can still have a decent season. I cannot stand more than anything, Caleb, is when someone's best player on their team goes down and they just go, well, that's my season. They don't try the rest of the year. There's plenty of players out there. You can make trades. You can find a way. Find a way. It's happened to me multiple times, and I still finish in the top four most most leagues that I'm in. So I, I, I see it as no excuse. If you take it you take it from me, it's possible. I've done it multiple times. I've been playing for, what's this, 16 years now? Because we've been playing since I was 15 years old. So, yeah, about 16 years I've been playing this, this uh, fantasy football, which is crazy to say. It's <laughs> absolutely wild. But, I mean, do you agree with this, or do you just completely disagree with me? No, 100%. Yeah, you don't. You don't reel it in after one injury or whatever it is. The season is not one in a draft. Obviously, there's waiver wires and trades that you can make. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and like I can I can say that for myself. For last year, I started like oh. one in five oh, or whatever. Sample, I think I started one in five, and I made a I made a championship uh, game, but I lo- I lost the championship. But still, like I, little, I had a chance to win it. The little engine that could. It, it, what what a perfect example! I completely forgot about that. <laughs> he was down and out, and this man battled back. And the only reason why he did was because he paid attention to what he needed to get it done. So I forgot about that. That was perfect. That was a perfect segue. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> the proof is in the pudding right here, folks. He was one in five, and he stayed with it, and he ended up making the playoffs. So that's good stuff. All right. I guess that's all we got time for Project Sports. It was actually a lot longer than I thought it was going to be. We didn't really have too much of a, a plan tonight, and we just kind of winged it. It was, it was awesome. Thanks, Caleb, for coming on. I yeah, sure. It. But uh, again, uh, guys, listening to the show, if you do listen to the show and you like it, uh, please leave a review or comment on uh, on the Spotify page or on Apple. Leave a message, leave a, a review on there so it could help the podcast you know, get plays and make sure it, it, it gets pushed forward into the algorithm, whatever they do. Uh, there's no more Instagram, no more Facebook. I'm leaving it up to the, the podcast gods and whatever happens, happens. I'm just here for fun. You know, 30 to 40 people listen to the show, sometimes more. And I'm really happy to do it for you guys. Thanks for uh, th- thanks for being a part of this uh, thing and going into the NFL. My numbers usually normally go up even more over the summer. Got a little bit lower, and that's okay. And but you know, some people are still uh, slowly coming in. And I see the numbers on some of the soccer episodes. Still, people are still listening. I think it's just summer. People are busy. They're on vacation, right, Caleb? People are doing stuff. <laughs> exactly. But now we're back to the grind. You're at work. You got to listen to a podcast. You know, get on that grind. <laughs> I'm fired up for the season. I'm, I'm so excited tomorrow. So excited for tomorrow. We got EPL. We got the NFL. We are in fall form. 
Caleb's still hanging on to the summer, but here we are. You know, we're just enjoying our time. But thanks again, Caleb, for coming on the show. You got it. All right, take care.